Go. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the One British Man English Podcast, a podcast that will help you learn real British English in a natural way, in a fun way, which is exactly what my business, Speak to Lee, is all about. If you don't know what I do, I'm an English tutor and I teach online advanced English conversation. Mostly I'm speaking to professionals looking to really push forward with their English development, but we're doing it differently. No textbooks, none of that boring stuff. So I've tried to make the podcast similar to the lessons, you know, um, keeping it natural, keeping it fresh, having some fun at the same time. If you've been here before, welcome back. If you haven't, let me explain a little bit about how this podcast works. We usually have part one, which is a discussion about a topic or maybe it's an interview with a guest. Then we go to part two, which is an analysis of that open conversation where we can look at some of the words that we use, some of the expressions and idioms and more native language. And if you didn't quite get it all the first time, then we can go into a bit more detail and look at what those words and expressions actually mean, how you can use it in context and apply it to your everyday life. Today we're going to talk about, you guessed it, the passing of the Queen. It was a monumentous event and something that we're going to talk about for a very long time. I was going to say enough of me talking, let's get on with it, but it's still me talking in the next bit as well. Well, Thursday the 8th of September 2022 will be a day to remember. But hey, let's not be glum. If there was ever a time to find acceptance and even celebrate death as a passage of life, then this should be it. We had a 96-year-old woman who defied our expectations, showed strength and character to the very end, and united people far and wide. I'll be honest, I've never been overly involved or focused on the royal family. And in fact, there are parts of British history that I'm not really proud of. But today we should focus on the positives. As a nation mourns the passing of our grandma, everyone's grandma. This is a woman who never seemed to flinch in the face of adversity, who carried out her duty no matter what, and who single-handedly managed to unite a nation. If there was one thing that we all had in common, it was the Queen. In my lessons over the coming weeks, I'm expecting to hear the same question. Hey Lee, how does it feel to no longer have a queen? I've been asked this question twice today already. Honestly, it feels a bit strange and I'll talk more about that later. There's going to be mixed emotions around the country depending on your relationship to Queen Lizzie. So let's take a look at those groups, see where I fit in and see where you fit in. Now firstly, we have the fanatics. These are the people who loiter around Buckingham Palace with their Union Jack flags high in the sky, usually a t-shirt with the Queen's face on it, and they take their sleeping bags just to catch a glimpse of Her Majesty. They're dedicated, they're loyal, and they simply love everything and anything to do with the royals. I'm not saying they're the most patriotic people, I think mostly they're addicted to the entertainment value that the royals bring, because they are kind of celebrities. Although the Queen being older was maybe more dignified than the younger generations of royals, they are everywhere. In some countries, royals live a more private life out of the public eye. Not in Britain. They have their own fan club 
and sometimes it feels like you're following a lifestyle blog. Now, I'm not a fanatic, but I can imagine these people are feeling pretty crummy at the moment, moping around the house, sad and miserable, feeling like the world has come to an end. Next, we have the associates of the royal family. Now, I'm talking about those who work for the royals, the world leaders and professionals who have been graced by her presence and touched by her kindness over the decades. They're likely to have a better understanding of who Elizabeth really was as a person. Let's face it, the whole concept of the royal family is quite archaic, and although the country has been built on these foundations, it feels somewhat outdated. As a member of the public, you see this facade. But of course, there are those who have gotten closer to the personalities underneath that habitual smile and wave routine. How do they feel today? Of course, they're going to write messages, offer condolences, say all the right things, but they'll struggle just like the rest of us to view Britain as a land without a queen. Moving on. Ah, the Patriots. They won't get too emotional about this event, I imagine, but they will be celebrating, celebrating the life of a great leader who, in their eyes at least, did the country proud throughout her reign. I'm sure they'll look forward to the next four weeks in which we'll be inundated with stories of British pride. I imagine you'll have to push the flags out of your face as you walk through London this weekend. By the way, Patriots, they definitely have Union Jack pyjamas and they sing the national anthem before breakfast every single morning. It's a true story. Oh yeah, the anthem. God save the king. That sounds weird. And finally, me, or let's say the average British citizen. How does it feel for us? We're not overly fussed about what the royals are doing. We're not that patriotic. We don't feel connected to the family, even the country in some way. Not in a way that would make us feel upset or deeply emotional about the Queen's passing. No, but for us it's about identity. Because I woke up the morning after thinking, hmm, something's changed. I'm still British, but suddenly, my nationality has no face. Queen Elizabeth is Britain, and Britain is Queen Elizabeth. And so without her, we feel less whole. It's like Disneyland without Mickey Mouse. The castle still remains, as does the memory, but we're all here for the star of the show. And I'm sorry, but there can be no replacement. Donald Duck, King Charles, we welcome you, of course. But good luck filling those shoes. Elizabeth, your time on earth is over, but may you continue on your path of purpose from where you are right now. Thank you on behalf of a nation. I spoke to a friend of mine this week. Her name is Julie. She doesn't live in the UK anymore. But I wanted to ask her the same question and get someone else's angle on this. How does she feel about the Queen passing? Has it affected her in any way? And how is the nation going to move forward from this? So let's hear what Julie had to say, because she always says something interesting. Um, Yeah, I haven't really listened to any news or watched any news because I don't do that anymore. The thing is, I I do feel unexpectedly, profoundly upset. And I didn't have a great regard. Well, I don't have a a great regard for the royal family. But I do for the Queen, and I and I like I said on the on Facebook, it it's like she was always there. Um, you know, the longest reigning monarch in history for the, for my entire life. She's been a constant presence, and whether I cared or not, 
her qualities of service and duty were what matters in life. Those, those qualities do matter in life and she did embody them. And to me, she kind of embodied the spirit of Britannia. She pledged to serve the people. She was humble. She didn't go around saying, look at me, look who I am, aren't I great? She wasn't a celebrity. She was very understated. And she didn't have any real power anymore because they don't, do they? They're just figureheads. So the work she did do in, in just bringing people together and brightening up people's lives, to me, that's what we all could be doing. You know, we should all be uplifting people around us. That's what she did. She uplifted people because her presence was very special to a lot of people. You know, it, it gave a lot of people hope um, in times when perhaps they didn't have any. So it, her, her, her capacity to serve was, was massive and I think she did it incredibly well. And yet she had a long and fruitful life and the passing at 96 has to be a celebration of life. I don't know, I, I, I'm a little bit conflicted, but I'm more upset than I expected to be. I felt safe. While she was in charge, it still felt safe. And I know that change must happen. And I have no regard whatsoever, whatsoever for the younger royals. They're irrelevant to me. So all that side of it, I'm not interested in. But I think she served a purpose and she was the last of, a, of a, an age that has passed. You know, that she's the last Elizabethan age and she has, she has served and gone. Her watch is over. You know, it, it, is as, it is as simple as that. She was above politics. She was the most famous woman on earth, you know. She was a towering figure on the world stage. Everybody in the world knew who she was. You know, she'd be recognised from one end of the earth to the other. And what she did was constant and steadfast. And, you know, she stood for qualities that are, that are being lost. I don't think they're present in the younger generation of the royal family. Um, and I don't think the royal family have a position in, in society that they can sustain any longer. But I liked her. I did like her. And uh, yeah, I am, I am, I am upset. I have been feeling it. <laughs> strange, isn't it? Yep, it is strange. Life is strange. And it's strange how sometimes you get feelings for people or events that you weren't really expecting to have. But they just happen anyway. It's always good to get some different angles on it, speak to some people and try to figure them out. And move on. The world will move on. A couple of things before we go over to part two. If you're thinking, wow, that guy Lee, he's got a really nice voice. It's really clear and I can understand everything that he's saying. Well then guess what? You can use my voice for voiceover projects. I work as a voiceover artist, um, which means I'm sometimes just recording podcasts, but other times I'm doing corporate and commercial videos for people. I'm presenting as well. I do audio guides and narration. So if you or your business or anyone that you know would like to use my voice, get in contact, lee at speaktolee.com. Other than that, all I want you to do is to share this podcast, share it with everyone. The podcast has reached over 70 countries and it's obviously making a difference to people, helping them learn in a natural way. So if you've got some friends and family that are interested in developing their English, please send it on to them 
and every little helps. So thanks for your support. Okay, let's get over to part two and pick out some useful language for you to learn today. But hey, let's not be glum. If you're feeling glum, you are basically sad. You're feeling dejected, downhearted, gloomy. Don't be glum. Cheer up. This is a woman who never seemed to flinch in the face of adversity. In the face of adversity. In the face of adversity. Let's start with the word adversity. Adversity is when you have continuous bad luck or difficult and unpleasant situations. It could be obstacles or difficult challenges and problems to overcome. This is adversity. We can group all of those things under the word adversity. So if you continue to do something in the face of adversity, or you do not flinch or you do not hide away in the face of adversity, it means that you have the strength to overcome these challenges and continue even though there are problems and obstacles continuously in your path. It's usually to describe someone who is very strong and can push on no matter what stands in their way. The queen stayed strong even in the face of adversity. These are the people who loiter around Buckingham Palace. Loiter, or the verb to loiter. If you are loitering, you are usually standing or waiting around without any real purpose. Um, we could also use the word linger. You are lingering. But yeah, if someone is loitering outside of your house, you might wonder what they're doing. They don't seem to have a reason to be there. They're just kind of hanging around to loiter. There were people loitering outside Buckingham Palace. They were just standing around, not really knowing why they were there or what they were waiting for. But I can imagine these people are feeling pretty crummy at the moment. Crummy is an adjective to describe someone that feels sick or unhappy, usually. If you're feeling crummy, you're not feeling very good. You're not feeling your normal self. I like to think about crummy biscuits. It's not a whole biscuit, it's in pieces. And that's how you feel. You don't feel whole. The world leaders and professionals who have been graced by her presence. Graced by her presence. If you are graced by someone's presence, it means that you are honoured by them being there. So this works very well with the Queen because it's always an honour to be in the presence of the Queen. But we can use this in a more casual context. If you are graced by someone's presence, you are just lucky to be with them in that situation. As a member of the public, you see this facade. Facade. Facade is obviously a French word and you can see the word face. It is the superficial outside layer that you are seeing. It doesn't mean that that's exactly how they are feeling or the personality beyond the face. So the face is the first impression. The face is the appearance on the outside of a person. So my example of the queen is that the queen's facade is that she is this smiley, welcoming grandma, but it doesn't tell us much about her personality. She has to play that role and she has to act in that way. That's her facade. On the inside, it might be something very different. Of course, they're going to write messages, offer condolences, say all the right things. Condolences. Many students this week have said, 
I'm sorry for your loss. Another way of saying that is um, please accept my condolences or may I offer my condolences is to offer your sorriness. We offer our condolences to friends or family members who have lost someone close to them. The sentence usually goes, please accept my condolences or may I offer my condolences. I'm sure they'll look forward to the next four weeks in which we'll be inundated with stories of British pride. Inundated. Inundated. If you are inundated with something, it means you are overwhelmed by it or you have been overpowered by it. You often see this in professional language. You could say, ah, it's Monday afternoon, I'm so stressed. I've been inundated with emails today. It means I've been overwhelmed with the amount of emails I've received. We're not overly fussed about what the royals are doing. Not fussed. I'm not fussed can mean one of two things. It could mean that you're not interested and you don't care about something. Or it could mean that you don't really have a preference. So firstly, if my wife said to me, hey, do you want to go and watch a film at the cinema on the weekend? And I said, nah, I'm not really fussed. It would mean that, nah, I'm not interested in it. I don't really care about doing that. But in another way, if she said, which tea would you like to drink? I could say, nah, I'm not fussed. That doesn't mean I don't want a cup of tea. That means that I don't really have a preference. So my wife can choose for me. We welcome you, of course, but good luck filling those shoes. To fill one's shoes. To fill one's shoes. Usually we're talking about a successor to somebody else. This works perfectly with a king or a queen who is replaced by another king or queen. The next person has to fill their shoes. They have to stand in the same role, in the same position and offer the same level of quality in that job. It can be very difficult to do that, especially if someone has been loved and adored by the general public, for example. In that case, we would say it's difficult to fill that person's shoes. You are literally replacing the person before you. You don't actually get their shoes. You probably have your own pair. And that's the end of episode two. Thanks very much for joining me. And we'll be back next time with some more interesting topics. And I hope you learn lots of new English language today. See you soon. You can go anywhere you want to go. It's a choice. You can take it fast or slow. Wrong or right, nobody has the answer. Black and white, what about all the colours? You can go anywhere you want to go I'll just sit right here and watch the flowers grow You might think that everything has an ending Disagree, cause I can see the world still spinning around me, float away.